When upon life's billows you are tempest-tossed, when you are discouraged thinking all is lost, count your many blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord hath done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God hath done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your many blessings, see what God hath done. Are you ever burdened with a load of care? Does the cross seem heavy you are called to bear? Count your many blessings, every doubt will fly, and you will be singing as the days go by. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God hath done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your many blessings, see what God hath done. When you look at others with their lands and gold, think that Christ has promised you his wealth untold. Count your many blessings money cannot buy, your reward in heaven or your home on high. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God hath done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your many blessings, see what God hath done. So amid the conflict, whether great or small, do not be discouraged, God is over all. Count your many blessings, angels will attend. Help and comfort give you to your journey's end. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God hath done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your many blessings, see what God hath done. Amen, amen. Hi folks, I'm Lydia with another episode from the Scripted Heart. And I'm Maggie Moore to help understand what God has in store for us today. Ma, I have a confession to make. Okay. I have been told 
that when you become a parent, you lose yourself because you get so wrapped up in taking care of your family. And the best advice I was given was to make time for yourself. And I have fallen short of that. I have gotten to the point where I have just, like I said a minute ago, gotten wrapped up in it and have not made time for myself. No hobbies, no time to myself in terms of getting out with my friends. And it just changed me, I guess I should say. It made me not the person I was meant to be. But then recently I realized, oh wait, time to myself is important because if I can't make time for myself, I'm not being the person I am designed to be for my kids or my husband. And also, when you don't have time to rest, you have a burnout. You run into problems. You try to do everything, and you start going in circles. And when you've missed that, you've missed the total quality of what rest is. If we don't rest, because we're so busy making time for other people's, we can't run to Jesus. Mm -hmm. Jesus wants us to seek his kingdom and his righteousness and to lay up those treasures in heaven rather than here on earth. And alongside that, he also says that we as his people are the salt of the earth. When God created the heavens and the earth, did he just make one plant? No, he made them all. Did he make one fish? No, he made them all. He made them all. He made a strawberry plant, folks. He made an apple tree. He made a lemon tree. He made blueberry bushes. We as a people are the same way. My life verse is Psalm 139, 14 through 17. It says, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. How precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God. I am beautifully and wonderfully made. If God made us all the same, this world would be a bland place. It wouldn't add flavor to this world like salt does to food. Ma, I think you have a story about that. Oh, yes. I... I thought I was doing a wonderful deed, making breakfast for happy little faces and so sincere little hearts. And I started making oatmeal and doing everything right. And then I saw two containers. <laughs> one had sugar, one had salt, and... I couldn't tell the difference and I didn't stick my finger in it and because I thought that would mess it up and so I grabbed it up and started putting 
spoonfuls of what I thought was sugar <laughs> in the oatmeal turned out to be salt. Well, these happy little faces got sideswiped by being taught that they must eat what is given to them and enjoy it. And so they would put it in their mouths and their eyes would roll back in their heads <laughs> and they were sticking out their tongue going blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and those poor children were trying so hard and they would tell me they needed water, more water. And what was your response? Were you wondering, why do you need water? And, and I gave them a glass of water and I ended up having to put a pitcher on the table because they were drinking it continuously. <laughs> so I grabbed up some oatmeal for myself and I went, holy cow, I put salt in it. So I gave them spoonfuls of sugar on there and it tempted it down, but it didn't change it completely. And we drank a lot of water that day. Well, I guess there's one good thing about all that. You made lemonade out of lemons. Mm -hmm. Do you know what that was? Yes. Did I make lemonade? Well, what happens when you get dehydrated? Oh, you drink more water. I bet there were a lot of kiddos who were running to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> they were very thirsty. Extremely thirsty. But I learned something there. I learned that uh, you need to taste things before you mix them. <laughs> <laughs> I also learned that you need to be a lot more attentive. Uh, because God wants us to taste everything. He wants us to taste our singing, our prayers. He wants us to taste his word because when you spend time in his word you're fed when you take that time the seventh day god rested and we need to rest in him and about him and and that that brings up a wonderful thought that you just imagine yourself and you're you're sitting next to God and he puts his arms around you and just loves on you and that's resting that's resting in God mhm mm and being thankful when you can't think of what to say when you're talking to God <laughs> to be thankful <laughs> is to be praising God because when you're thankful you're thankful about everything he gives you from the breath in the morning to the sun coming up and throw open the door and God come in your house. And you're thankful for that. And this gives you rest. It gives you peace. <clears throat> it gives you ability to face whatever is before you because we all struggle in life. We just totally struggle. Just when you think, oh, this is going to be a great day, a kid comes in and will say, well, 
he pushed me while he looked at me and and I said, you know what we all forgot? We all forgot spending time with God and praying about it. And that always helps. It is an absolute help. And I've learned also when you have chaotic thoughts in your mind and it's just racing and he said, she said, and, it, and it's building up to where it's giving you a headache. You grab your forehead, clump it up in your hand like a fist, and throw it away. And by doing so, you're throwing away God's. Uh, you're throwing away the bad ideas, but you're putting in what God wants you to hear. And God wants you to be at peace, and that's rest. Because if we never reach rest, we're just lost in confusion. And you told one of my kiddos that the other day. And the next morning, he was struggling with that, unbeknownst to me. And uh, he went into another room. And his siblings were like, where is so-and-so? And I was like, I don't know. No, like I know he went out to do something and he came back in and he was like, Mommy, you know what I did? Remember what you and Mima told me? Well, I was struggling and so I went outside and I put my hand on my forehead and I threw those negative thoughts out the door. Mm-hmm. Literally, people. Literally. <laughs> And you know, it, it, it gives you an idea that just the little things can help. And we need to simplify our lives. We need to bring ourselves back more to thinking simpler, childlike. Because if a child can get it, we can get it. And every little thing helps. When I wake up in the morning, I ask God to come into my house. And and where I think confusion is, I just get a broom and start sweeping it out. And 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 I'm better for it. Suffer not the little children to come unto me, for such is the kingdom of heaven. Absolutely. And see, some days I just think that I do I'm doing everything wrong. And I remember the verse that even though we uh, fall short of the glory of God. God loves us. God loves us and forgives us. And and He is my Savior. He's my Messiah. And so I love Christ. And I pray for our kids. I ask that everybody mm-hmm. prays for our kids. Because our our kids are being tossed about and chaos is in front of them. And did you know that we are number one in the in the world right now, that United States is number one in the world in living in fear? Well, I say, go back to God. We need a revival of God. We need to be revived in Him and rested and not live in fear, but bring ourselves to know God 
and let God have our fear. Let God have your chaos. Let God have it and don't try picking it up. And celebrate that he's got this. He's got this. So let's don't live in fear. Let's live in rest, in God's rest. I have a couple of thoughts. One is in my notes, mm -hmm. and the other just popped into my head when you were speaking on rest. It's not really on rest, but it has to do with rest. Yes. Okay, so... I'm going to chit-chat about the thought that's not in my notes. And the thought that's not in my notes is we've all heard about the Romaiki family. Mm -hmm. They've been here in the U.S. for 15 years. They came over from Germany because they were being persecuted for their deep-rooted beliefs. And back then they had Many support them. Long story short, they were given asylum and then apparently that was negated and then reinstated. And so they've been here ever since. Well, all their kids are out of school except for two. They are still homeschooling their youngest two. They've got Five to seven years still of education to go. But they are now being told, go back to Germany. Well, once again, they've gotten help. They've gotten that support. Many people have signed the petition. Many people have reached out to their representative. And my thought to that is, yes, physical rest. Just take it easy for a day. But also, fighting a big fight like this, those words of encouragement can act as rest too. Because if you don't have those words of love, hope, and life planted in you, then you're not going to want to keep on keeping on. Any thoughts? Absolutely, because it's a struggle to live a life where you're not loved and you're not appreciated. And uh, but I have, I have always been loved by God, and I see that, and I struggle with it. That when you're not appreciated, uh, your feelings are hurt. And when your feelings are hurt, you're listening to the chaos and the devil is trying to interweave in your life. And I say, be gone, be gone. And people will say, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can never hurt me. People, I've said it before in one of my other episodes, but that's a bunch of malarkey. It is. Because words hurt. And when you hear them, when you hear it one time, it's a lie. When you hear it ten times, it's still a lie. But when mm -hmm. you hear it a thousand times, your mind begins to think it's the truth. Mm -hmm. So that's why I say, 
sing your way through it or pray about it. And I, I have to talk out loud. I have to pray out loud so that I hear it and I'm asking God what to do. And I take his direction and I let him have it. And you know, I have better days because of it. It's not, it doesn't make all the problems go away, but I'm at peace with it to where, okay, let's think about this or let's talk about it or how can we solve it? And you know what? I don't always have all the answers, but God does. And I don't have to know all the answers because mm-hmm. I live by faith. So live by faith. And if y'all don't want to actually sing a song, turn a radio on. That's what I do. And granted, just FYI, I'm not even perfect in that. I forget to. And I need to hear Christian music to where it's consoling to me. That music is, it, it, it brings me back closer to God and I heed his directions. And when I do so, then I'm I'm walking closer to him and away from chaos. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I've learned, and it's in Mark 5, what was the... Mark 5, 25 through 34. Go ahead. And there was a woman who had a discharge of blood for 12 years and who had suffered much under many physicians and had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. She had heard the reports about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, If I touch even his garments, I will be made well. And immediately... The flow of blood dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. And Jesus, perceiving in himself that power had gone out from him, immediately turned about in the crowd and said, Who touched my garments? And his disciples said to him, You see the crowd pressing around you, and yet you say, Who touched me? And he looked around to see who had done it. But the woman knowing what had happened to her, came in fear and trembling and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. And you know that that's uh, really wild, but I came across a painting that a missionary had painted. And he painted a picture that the lady was bowing down before him and it was after she had admitted i mean after she had touched his garment she was admitting that she had touched it and so that teaches us that we not only live by faith we claim it so she's claiming it to admit that she had touched Christ. And that's a big thing right there. Admitting to yourself 
is claiming it. I claim that. And my friend that's a missionary that painted that picture, it is beautiful because I'm seeing that she's admitting that she had touched him because he asked who touched me. And remember the disciples, <laughs> uh, the disciples had said it could have been anybody, but she turned around and admitted it. She claimed it. And he told her to be healed, to be healed, even though she was already healed. And, it, and, and I love that part where it says, and he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith has made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. To go in peace is your whole body is at rest. And she could rest. She could breathe. She could not have to walk in pain. You know, for 12 years, you think about it, that that's horrific. That is unbelievable amount of pain because all of us had endured this as women and so you know uh to have this go on in their lives and she was at peace and she was done with the plague can you imagine the smile on her face lid she you know, must have been smiling forever i can imagine but when i say no i mean like Wow. Yeah. I can't even phantom how big that smile was. And forever she kept it. You know, and she was telling others about Christ. And that's the big thing. When you are at rest with Christ, you are at peace. And when you allow him to take things from you that's not beneficial then you're more at peace to tell others about him. And so by that, you're strengthened. And, and there is hope. There is always hope. And one of the things that I do every New Year's, I make a New Year's resolution. And no, it's not to lose weight, even though I'm fluffy. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is being thankful, being kind to one another. You know, I've done thankful and kindness, and I'm thinking of joy ne this next year. So I think that those are New Year's resolutions that we can take hold of. The fruit of the Spirit is always good and beneficial. And so... We can be this about ourselves because we can only tell people about Christ, but we can't change them. Only God changes them. Mm -hmm. and, and by doing so, he allows the Holy Spirit to come to them and, and around them and about them. There is always a symbolism to all those fables or poems you hear out there. Mm-hmm. Like the one I'm thinking of that I took to heart when I was struggling at one point in my life was Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. 
all the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty Dumpty together again. And see, it leads back to a song that uh, you're counting your blessings and you name them one by one and see what God has done. And I bet the woman with the blood issue was counting her blessings. Absolutely, absolutely. Speaking of the woman with the issue of blood, that was biblical times. Mm -hmm. That's still happening today, people. Yes, it is. For example, I have a family member that recently hurt their ankle. They are on crutches. They can't put full weight on it. And like others in her family, they want to keep at it and keep going. But they can't. She has to rest. Mm -hmm. If she doesn't rest, then she doesn't heal. When we rest, we are healing. We heal when we are asleep. That's when our body does its best and most work, is when we are sleeping. And I struggle with that. I have a hard time going to sleep. I can stay awake for days and allowing my body to rest is very hard for me. So I have to ask God to help me to go to sleep. I have to ask Him to help me see His peace. And I just start counting my blessings. Name them one by one. <laughs> <laughs> and and you know, I, I know that everybody struggles. Everyone, I know I sure do. I... I fall short of the glory of God every single day. And you know, God loves me and picks me up every day. But you know what? You know what? What? We are to be the salt of the earth. We are to rest. We are to take that time to ourselves. But that doesn't come without a warning. God says to redeem the time for the days are evil. Mm -hmm. What happens when we put too much salt in oatmeal? It's mighty salty and you can't eat it. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same way with other people. Jesus gives us different gifts. Like I've said in the past multiple times. He gives us different gifts for a reason. To one, use them for his glory. Mm -hmm. And two, to add flavor to this world and to reach others that relate to how the other person learns or speaks or acts. Mm -hmm. For example, I know this one friend. I don't talk with them or visit with them much anymore when I do see them it's every once in a blue moon when I'm out and about at the store but they are led to stand on the street corner and preach the gospel mm -hmm. he and his family are gung-ho don't want to use this term but I'm going to because I don't know how else to say but 
get in your face. Hey, if you don't get saved now, you're going to hell because you have not been redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. He is all that. His son is all that. His daughter is all that. His wife is all that. And that's awesome. I applaud them for that. Don't get me wrong. I do. But not everyone is that way. I know I'm soft hearted. I'm tender hearted. Mm -hmm. What brought me to Jesus. Was not people. Getting in my face. But. The love. And the softness. Of the gospel. That was presented to me. On the day that I did get saved. It wasn't like. You need to get saved. Or else. It was. A story. People in the play that I saw that God used to bring me to himself were in accidents, car wrecks, plane crashes, construction work. It didn't matter. Those people died. Some of those people were saved, but some of them were not. And obviously... Those people that were saved went to heaven, but those people who had not received the free gift of salvation went to hell. That's what brought me to Jesus was that analogy through a story that brought me to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Absolutely. I tell that story once again To make the point that, yes, there are people who need that get up in your face kind of attitude and witness to them for Christ. But then there are also those others who need a softer approach. For me, I use words, but I also tend to let my actions speak louder than words Mm -hmm. and speak when I'm meant to speak. Others, it could be a song. Others, it could be just a story from the Bible. And others could be praying for them Mm -hmm. and they get caught in that prayer. Yes. People, we have many different ways that God brings us to himself and we are not all made the same way you're different from me my friend here next to me is different from me my children are different from me they came from me but they're not all exactly the same as me you know we all have our learning styles We all have our issues in areas that we struggle to learn in or work in. But when we come together as a team, that's when sometimes most of the work is done. And like, I have good friends that live in Alaska and they're missionaries. 
and they're a very young couple and they both have cerebral palsy and they struggle and sometimes they get sick and end up in the hospital and sometimes they're in the hospital together it, it's a tough life but you know what they're making it work and they're celebrating Christ which brings me to one other point I'm gonna sidestep a little bit here just a little bit my friend said that her friends are underestimated. Don't you dare underestimate me. And I'll tell you a funny story. So when my husband and I were dating, we went out to dinner to Chili's with my parents. <laughs> and my Friend Margaret here next to me is already laughing because she's heard the story. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, I ordered the Cobb salad like I always do. My boyfriend at the time, now my husband, he looked at the plate when it came out. <laughs> he looked at me and then back at the plate, at me and at the plate. And he said, you're not going to be able to finish that. I looked at him and I said, oh, watch me. <laughs> and so I ate one bite at a time until my plate was clean. I would have too. <laughs> Cop salad sounds wonderful. If you tell me I can't do something, you better believe I'm going to prove you wrong. It's the same with Margaret's friends. People have underestimated them and told them, oh, you can't do that. You're not going to be able to. Um, excuse me? Just watch me. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And I, I believe they've been married four years already. And even though through their struggles and misconceptions of other people that they can't do this, they are still talking to people and sharing Christ. And Christ has just gave them such an ability to talk and listen. And it's very inspirational. It, it gives them... A feeling that they're working together and being strong missionaries from for Christ. Now, what would happen if they were there by themselves without each other? Oh, they'd be struggling. Anyways. <laughs> but, you know, and it, it proves a point that we can do all things through Christ. Who strengthens us. Uh-huh. Absolutely. And we forget that sometimes. We forget that our struggles are there for a purpose. Because God get, told us that we would have trials and tribulation. He didn't promise us a uh, happy home, no problems, food to our desire. 
and everybody eating well and no complaints. He just said trials and tribulations. Mm -hmm. And I can't tell you how many times I was trying to go to church and a crazy buzzard hit the front end of my car and then hit the windshield, but the windshield was saved. It was not broke or cracked or nothing. God's word was sitting up there. And I had a preacher tell me that he said he could beat that that dent out of the front and make sure no more buzzards uh, would be uh, coming to my car. And I asked him, how would I be able to do that? He says, well, I'll go get your buzzard, kill it, and we'll put it in the front. And I said, are you kidding? My air conditioner would stink. <laughs> but... People make jokes to make things lighter. And joyful joyful is the best medicine. And it's always a merry heart makes the best medicine. Mm-hmm. And uh, but we need to see that. We need to tell ourselves that we don't have time for the devil. We only have time for Christ. You tell the devil to get behind me. I've got more things to do what God has stored for me. Mm-hmm. So, why is it important for us to rest? One, it allows us to be the person that we are designed to be. Two, And most important is that it allows us to spend time with Jesus. And you know, everybody says, oh, read your Bible every day. There are folks that can read three chapters at one time. One chapter at one time. For some, like me, I can only do small portions. I have tried to read three chapters at one time. I tried to read one chapter. But what works best for me is a few verses at one time. And then, not even just that, but I will also, on different days, sometimes just journal, get my thoughts out on paper, do a podcast, um color in my Bible journal. It doesn't matter what type of devotions you do. Everybody's devotions looks different. So my point is this. Just because people say you need to read your Bible on a daily basis, that doesn't have to be the only way. It could be spending time with Christ through music or prayer or Bible journaling, or just reading a few verses at a time. Spend time in Christ. Spend time with Him. The next point that it's important to rest is so that we heal. Just like my family member. My family member has a hurt ankle. 
they can't put weight on their foot right now because they did something to it. They need to take that time to slow down, keep weight off of it so that their ankle does heal. And then they can go back to their normal daily life. Which also gives you an attitude of rest, but healing. And when you tell others about God, you're not worrying about yourself. You're telling them to say, hey, I should be going in that direction. You know, you offer someone to Christ and it's like little seeds. You planted it and God takes and waters it. You know, you can invite them to church or you can invite them to pray together uh, over the phone. You can talk to someone and just send a message. You don't have to say anything or you just said, uh, I need prayer right now. And that's a simple message. Do you know that I have uh, good friends that for some reason or another, God talks to them and says, pray for them right now. And I've gotten a message for, from them. And they told me, you know, I don't know what's going on today, but God told me to pray for you. And I go, holy cow. Hmm. And that person was praying for me. And it just, it took hold of all the chaos out of, around about me. And, whoa, stopped me dead in my tracks. And thank you, God. Because it is there. It is there. And don't be surprised if somebody's praying for you. Mm-hmm. So, folks, what am I leaving you with? What do I want you to get? Out of this episode. In conclusion. I want you to get encouragement. Take that time for yourself. Doesn't matter what it is. It could be a shower. It could be a spa day. It could be a craft day. But take that time. Because if you don't take that time. To yourself. You're not going to be able. To be the person. That God designed and wants you to be. But beware. That doesn't come without a warning. Don't allow yourself to take so much time off. That you neglect your obligations. And your commitments. To the point where you totally check out. Proverbs 31 didn't. Proverbs 31 woman did not do that. She cared for her household so much she prepared for them she cared for them she rose early for them my hubby's the same way he's not a woman he's a man but my husband is one of those that has to be constantly doing something otherwise he feels like time is being wasted rather than redeemed and you allow yourself uh, to see beauty, like when I wake up in the morning and I hear the birds singing, I'm thanking God for those birds because it allows me to hear the beauty of what God has made. 
Keep your eyes focused on the Lord. I know I struggle. And I have my own current struggles too with that. That I'll share with my friend off mic. (laughs) Maybe. But take time for yourself. Doesn't matter what you do. Take a spa day. Take a craft day. Find something to do for just yourself. Recharge those batteries. You can't climb everyone's mountains. Your mountains are your mountains. Let others climb their own, even though you are there for them. And let me pray for you. Lord God, I thank you for this moment. I thank you for this time that you have given us to be thankful for you and to be blessed by you. Let us be an encouragement to others. Let us never stand in the way of your progress and your completion of others. And Lord, I thank you for salvation. I thank you for peace and rest. And Lord, I ask that you put your arms around them and love them as you truly loved me as you love others. Thank you, God, for this time. And forgive me where I have fallen short. And I ask that I always be thankful for you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, everyone, until next time, I hope you join me in remembering to speak hope, speak love, and speak life into into others. Until next time, I'll see you then.